This is your Week in Gaming, episode 23, recorded for the 6th of October 2023, to bring you the latest news from the world of gaming. On today's episode of the podcast, we talk about dating sims, Diablo 4's overhaul, haunted chocolates, and Elon's extreme. Hello and welcome back to episode 23 of your Week in Gaming. Sorry for the slight hiatus last week, but uh, some of us were experiencing the the fondness that is Comic-Con Africa. Uh, I'm joined by said person, Samantha, today. Hello. Comic-Con was dope. I had so much fun. I spent too much money. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was a vibe. <laughs> I was just about to say, I'm pretty certain somebody went and spent a lot of money that... Uh, in hindsight, is like, oh man, I shouldn't have sent it, but it, well, shouldn't have sent it, shouldn't have spent it. But at the same time, you've got some really cool, nifty things like those nice new dice and things that you have. We got. To I see. was within my budget, so I mean, was it too much money? Like, did I budget too much? Yes, absolutely. But I was still <laughs> within the budget I set for myself, so I take that as a win. And yes, I got some really pretty clicky clacks. Uh, I bought some mugs for two of my friends because I can't be bothered to buy them proper gifts. Um, I got a Full Metal Alchemist pocket watch. Like I got some really cool stuff. I got to meet Mihawk from One Piece and I got to meet John Barrowman, who is fabulous, by the way. Absolute treasure. Love him to bits. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, really, really cool weekend. Yeah, it sounds like, and from the little pictures, the few pictures that we saw, you got to actually meet up with our D&D group in person as well. And yeah. I think it was like the first time you met with them. So it looks like it was a bountiful weekend filled with a lot of fun. Unfortunately, I couldn't be there uh, because of other IRL things. And uh, if you're seeing the video cast of this, or at least some video snippets, as you can see, my bookshelf, which is normally filled with books and D&D books and Lord of the Ring books and everything, is completely barren and filled with empty boxes for peripherals as I prepare the big move up to Johannesburg. And uh, thankfully, I'm not doing this in the living room because it's just boxes. Mm. <laughs> that Moving is that is, is my life. Fun. That is my life at the moment. It is just boxes and stress of things that you're like, oh, you know what? You could sort of this later. And you realize, wait, why do we have so much rubbish that you just somehow collected? And it's just been cleaning and cleaning. And we still got to do a big clean. It's It's craziness. But... At least we got to speak, well, we get to speak a little bit about games. I've been able to at least play a little bit of games this week as well, which is amazing leading up to an exam on Sunday. So it's it's somehow leveled out a little bit over the last week. I will say like, so my dad worked in the bank. So growing up, we moved a lot, like Mm -hmm. a lot. Okay. I was in so many different schools. There is a reason I'm not friends with anyone that I was friends with in high school, save for like one person, because I was never there long enough to make lasting friendships. Um, if I never have to move ever again, it would be very happy for me. Like I could happily just die in this little flat. Like I, I intend to have a family one day. This place only has one bedroom. That's okay. I'll figure it out. But anything <laughs> to avoid moving. I, I hate moving. It is a nightmare. Yeah, I've had to move a couple of times over the last little bit, but fortunately, this next, I want to say fortunately, okay, so this is a big move, and it's like really cross-country, right? It's like a thousand kilometers from where we are. It's this move, right? When we get there, we're going to have to move again in the next few months, so like we're not going to even really unpack some of the boxes. The things that we need is what we're keeping with us, right? And then we've got to do another move into a place there within Joburg of our own and everything, so it'll be nice when that happens. It's just a case of knowing that I'm still going to do at least 
two more unboxings and boxings is just it's a pain ladies and gents if if there's anything we can i can recommend and i think sam as well don't move you can move on to different games you can (laughs) (laughs) move on to different series and anime right unless you've got stockholm syndrome or something right but if there's anything you you should try and avoid it's moving it's really painful (laughs) yeah Gaming News Now and the creator of her tofu boyfriend, a pigeon dating sim, has reportedly... Oh my god, did you really pronounce it like that? <laughs> Are you really going to grind me about yes. pr- pronouncing <laughs> ha- Hatofu? Hatofuru. Okay, however... Like full of pro- heart, Hatofuru. Hatofu boyfriend, right? <laughs> a pigeon dating sim. Now that we got that out of the way, has reportedly not received royalties for two years, reports PC Gaming. This seems a bit on brand as of late of Epic Games, though. Uh, the article goes on uh, that whilst ha- uh, Hato Moa, and I hope that is pronounced correctly now, uh, the creator of the other uh, game, says she has not made any royalties since the acquisition by Epic Games in 2021. While she adds that she doesn't expect to expect it to amount to much, it's not an, it's not unlikely that like it's it's not likely that there's been no sales in two years, right? Um, it took a tweet. It took this tweet from her on 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 X uh, after Epic had announced layoffs to get any sort of attention, um, and they said they are looking into it. Um, I'm hoping for two outcomes out of this whole thing. One, first. Uh, being that all the people that are being laid off find a great new home to continue their careers in gaming and gaming development and everything. And at the second is that Hato receives the bag that she deserves, considering all of this. Very much on brand, considering all the news that we've been hearing out of Epic Games uh, the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, laying off a ton of their staff recently 800 as or well. 900? And like the tweet that Tim Sweeney came out with was so tone deaf bro mm-hmm. it is just unreal that this is and then of course there's the the lawsuit that just happened you know with them getting information from minors mm-hmm. um like I'm, I'm not even surprised anymore it just breaks my heart that like this indie creator who probably could have done maybe not just fine but could have done reasonably mm-hmm. well on her own without relying on epic was like oh my goodness big company noticed me this is such a huge break for me this could be amazing and of course that's exactly how she gets taken advantage of and now she sits in the situation where she's just not getting compensated for all of her hard work like that's that's such bs bro yeah look at, she she is honest about it she says listen i don't expect it to be a lot of money Whatever the case is, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It it it's got nothing to do with the amount of money. It's got everything to do with the you know the principle behind it. If you owe somebody money, pay it. And that goes out to you people that also use content creators and casters and all these other people. If you use people's services or products, and you have an agreement to pay them money, just pay them the money. Pay them what they're due. Pay them their worth. That is all. If 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 this if this, if if they are paid, irrespective of the amount, whether it was a dollar, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, a million dollars, it doesn't matter. Just pay what you owe somebody, mm. and don't come out with just a tweet of "Oh, we're looking into it." Off. Yeah, I. I... <laughs> it's so like, on I brand. Know, yeah, like I know that it happens, but it's just so depressing. 
mm. that people think like this. Like my brain doesn't work that way. When people tell me like the like terrible scams and horrific things they've heard, and I'm just like, how do they that? How do they think about that? How are their brains wired in such a way? It just I don't get it, man. I don't get it. People are weird mm-hmm. and terrible. On to some slightly more uplifting news, particularly if you're a fan. Uh, This is a bit of a double whammy from Diablo 4. We had two pieces of news come out. First up, Diablo 4 is coming to Steam. Uh, It is the second in what Blizzard promised would be a few of their games moving away and onto the platform. Obviously, the first being Overwatch 2, which was like a mega review. (laughs) Goddamn. It was so bad. It (laughs) was so bad. Hopefully Diablo 4 doesn't suffer from the same thing. Although with some of the changes and stuff that they're coming out with, uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Which brings me on to my second bit of Diablo 4 news. Uh, The second season is like streaks ahead of the first. And people seem to be a lot more pleased with what they've seen from the patch notes. Um, Diablo 4 made a whopping 51 quality of life changes. Okay, that's not even like content and stuff. That's just quality of life. Simple things that make it just a little bit more bearable to play the game, which, to be fair, Diablo really needed. Um, These changes include, uh, you know, changes to leveling speed, to mounts, uh, and dungeon layouts so drastic that you could almost call this Diablo 4 2.0. Starting uh, October 17th with Season 2 and the move to Steam, your characters will level up faster, have cleaner inventories with a search function. Oh, search function, bro. Um, you'll finish dungeons more easily. You'll ride your mounts faster, hopefully slightly less janky as well, because like, wow, the the mount mechanics are really strange, but we'll see. Mm. Uh, and you will find better gear than in season one. And here's a big one. Here's one that I know Andrew is going to flip his lid over. Renown rewards are permanent once you've earned them. Thank you! <laughs> there you go. God! Genuinely, though, more exciting than any of these much-needed changes is the realization that while Blizzard do make some really weird decisions sometimes, they're willing to listen to the numerous outcries of their player base and get their nonsense fixed. And I love that. I love that they're actually listening. Look, one of the greatest things that I'm so happy about hearing this, right? First of all, the renowned grind. Look, the first time where they're like, when when you've played the Eternal Realm, when the game first launched, and I was like, you know what, let's get into Diablo 4. Ren- grinding that Renown was fine. And then we were like, oh, you're going to have to grind it again for Season 1. And people were like, no, stuff that. And they're like, okay, no, don't worry. The map will be there. You know, so the areas discovered will still be there. And the Altars of Lilith will still, you'll keep those. So like, okay, like that's like, that's the absolute bare minimum that you could do, which is all right, I guess, sort of. And now to hear that, listen, it's just now permanent is such a amazing thing to hear. You don't have to go and do all these other little tedious side quests and things. All of that is just like always there and you've always got it unlocked, which is fantastic. So good on you, Blizzard. The faster leveling. I don't know how far you've got, but man, after level 75, it becomes an absolute slog. It's mm. sometimes like even you're doing things as optimally as possible. Sometimes two to three dungeons it takes to go up like a quarter of to get like another paragon point. It is it is incredibly dragging. So to know that like they're fixing that, you can ride faster. All these things as a search function for your inventory. Really? Like like that is a change that we're ha- like we're happy about. 
honestly, that's some, something like that should have been in the middle of the game, like, or at least when the game launched, right? Mm. But we're happy that they're at least bringing it. So thank you for listening to the outcries of your players, Blizzard. And if this is what season two is going to be like, I hope that it just continues to go up from here because I will definitely, I haven't played Diablo 4 in a while. I just like the grind was too much. But season mm-hmm. two, I think I'm definitely going to play some season two. I was looking, Uber Uniques and like other Uniques, you'll be able to actually like specifically try and farm them, which is fantastic. You know, some people are always like, I've been trying to find a specific helm for my Druid. It's never felt dropped. I just, I'm never going to get it. And I've just come to terms with that. But now to know that you can actually farm them, it's 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 so much better. So good on you, Blizzard. Good on you. This quality of life. Like there is still content coming in season two. Like that whole vampire vibe that's coming mm-hmm. through the season mm-hmm. of blood. Like it looks really cool. So we've got all of this quality of life plus some really cool new content. I think that, or at least I hope that the next season is really going to have a far more positive impact uh, than the first one did. I know we've spoken about this a few times, and it's going to be the last time that I mention it now because we need to move away. But yeah, the the guy who designed the first season got kicked to the curb, and this new person seems to have his head on right. So good on you, buddy. Thank you, Blizzard, for listening. (laughs) If you grew up around the 90s and the early 2000s, like Sam and I, right? You probably got exposed to a skateboard, albeit be virtual or real at some stage, right? Virtually, it, uh, v- if it was virtually, it was probably Tony Hawk's Pro Skater that you got exposed to. A game that was probably the most pivotal and important skating game to date. Finally, Steam users can enjoy the remake of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, which has released on the platform on the 3rd of October. Um, it has been on everything pretty much, including the Switch, for a while, but it's finally come to the uh, the PC. It's actually currently on sale for 50% off. So that's about 280 South African rands or about 20 freedom dollars, uh, depending on what you are or use. So it's definitely time to grind. Having a look at it, I was listening to the soundtrack. I'm so happy. They've taken some of the original songs from like Tony Hawk, Pro Skater 1 and 2 and have them in there. Uh, some of them was like You by Bad Religion, Blood Brothers by Papa Roach, even some like newer generation songs like uh, Misery Guts by Alex Leahy is all in there. The soundtrack is really what I enjoyed so much about Pro, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater whilst skating around and finding the letters skate and doing all these weird challenges and stuff. Oh, I'm definitely going to be picking this up to play during the December break. It looks, oh, I miss a good old Tony Hawk Pro Skater, you know? Like when you have these memories, like you can look back on your life as a kid and and there'll be like a lot of blanks. There'll be like maybe a few hand-picked memories that you have, and that just kind of encompasses that age or that mm. time period or whatever, right? Being young and watching my brothers play on whatever console it was at the time. Um mm. My brother once convinced me that we should definitely move my PlayStation 2 into his bedroom. I will never know how that happened, but um, (laughs) (laughs) my PlayStation 2 was in his bedroom. But I used to watch him playing Tony Hawk, and and I don't remember much of the music, but I can remember the visuals of, like, skateboarding around and trying to, like, collect these, like, glowing... 
I don't know, thingies, like these secret thingies. Again, I barely <laughs> remember anything about the game, but I remember sitting with my brother, watching him go onto these different maps and like grinding on the rails and whatever, mm -hmm. whatever. And it's it's so cool that a new generation is going to experience this. Because bearing in mind, one of the reasons that these games were so popular back then is because skateboarding was so popular back then. Oh, yeah. It's, it's far less popular now. It's far less safe to skateboard um, for a variety of reasons. People don't know how to drive. Uh, you know, it's just yeah. like, it's dangerous out there. They're like criminals and stuff roaming the streets. You know, it's the same reason we don't trick or treat. You just, you just don't mm. wander around the streets arbitrarily. Um, skate parks are not really a thing. I know that we still have the one at Gateway, but uh, apparently that's getting torn down. I, I haven't seen anything to like corroborate that, but apparently it is, which is really depressing if so, because it was actually designed by Tony Hawk. But like oh, skateboarding yeah. is just not a huge thing anymore. So now like it's really cool that a new generation is going to be able to kind of experience what that was like all that time ago. And who knows, maybe, maybe we'll see a little bit of an upsurge. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll see a few more skate parks. Who knows? You know, you, you won't, you won't, you won't say this, right. But back in the day, I used to be a bit of a skateboarder. I had the outfit and everything as well, you know, like the big puffy, like sneaker shoes and the, uh, you know, the jeans. I had everything. And I used to go to a skate park with friends and stuff. I was very, very mediocre. I'm not going to make it sound like I'm doing, you know, kick flips into nose grinds. Like I could do a board slide. I could do a 50-50 and I could do a kick flip and stuff. Like that was the extent of really what I could do. And I used to enjoy it, like some of the ramps and stuff. It was in East London at Hemingway's uh, Casino, where they used to have a skate park down before it became this big, massive mall. Did they? They really did. Wow. Okay, before, that's before my time. I think it, no, it was definitely, uh, my, I, I can't remember exactly what time you were in East London and everything at this stage, but they used to have a skate park there. And it was so much fun. We used to go on like a Friday and go and have a whole bunch of fun. I know that in East London, I think there's another skate park that's somewhere in Selborne, close to where um, I think there's some tennis courts and things as well. I might be near one of the other Selborne schools. There was one. But the last time I took a drive there, when I was last there, it was like just overgrown and there was grass and everything. So it's, it's a little sad to see that something like that, that skateboarding, which was so much fun, you could get hurt very badly in skateboarding as well. But you know, risk reward kind of thing. It it's just it's so nice that people are going to be able to experience this, um, and and see what a true skateboarding experience is. And if you're able to play with friends, oh, there's something, there's something just so special about getting with some friends, having you know like pizza, whatever, and playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater and trying to outdo everybody else's combos on like a a specific map and be like oh i got thirty seven thousand points and the next person goes on and like oh i got 42 and you all just continue to try to like beat each other it was a lot of fun oh comfy game enjoyers unite particularly if you're a fan of stardew valley now stardew valley was designed by one person Mm -hmm. one person built that that whole game by themselves one of the most popular freaking games in the world uh he goes by concerned ape i say he i'm not even 100 percent sure if it is a man i think i've read it somewhere that he is but anyway um they're now developing a new game and this is kind of old news uh we have actually heard about this you know a few months ago whatever uh, it's called haunted chocolatier very similar to stardew valley but what is exciting now is they have released a bunch of new screenshots 
which uh, obviously gives fans a bit of a glimpse of what to expect. And I think some of the excitement was starting to die down a little bit. But now with the new screenshots, people are all abuzz again. And I also noticed that there are like newer updates coming out for Stardew Valley. There's like new events coming. There's all sorts of new stuff. So that might be one of the reasons that we didn't hear as much about Haunted Chocolatier because Concerned Ape was putting a little bit of time into Stardew Valley as well. But now we're getting uh, a little bit more information on this and really, really exciting. Uh, he started working on it in 2020. Um, and yet the amount of information we have is very limited. So again, there's a lot of work going into this. It is one person. So you've got to like give them a bit of time. Mm -hmm. uh, the most that we know at the moment, uh, you can find it on the developer's dedicated website where you can go and learn about the basic plot, how it plays, all of that stuff. But it's very similar to the whole SDV thing. So yeah, go and check it out. Um, I know that they were posted on Twitter at Concerned Ape. Uh, you, you can go see some of the new screenshots there. And it, it it does. It looks beautiful. Like it's very much same kind of style, art style, that pixel style from Stardew Valley. Um, very similar stuff. But you can see kind of what some of the environment looks like. Uh, what's, you know, a little bit of the town looks like. What some of the mm -hmm. monsters look like. And it looks really cool. I... I'm really hopeful that it doesn't take another three years, although it very well might, uh, because again, solo project. But I, I'm really looking forward to playing this. So hopefully, we get some more some more information soon. Yeah, I believe the uh, the gentleman, you know, I mean, his tag is concerned ape, uh, but his name is Eric Barron. Oh, um, is is the is the dude that makes this? I'm I'm a big fan of Stardew Valley. I think it is. Since like Harvest Moon, it was definitely one of the better um like farming comfy sim games yeah. that have come out, right? And the game looks very much in that style. I can't I, I really like the the 2D-ish pixely kind of feel to to games. Uh very similar to like Sunhaven as well, which yeah. is a, a lot of fun. And having a look at some of the uh, the screenshots, I mean, it came through as a a tweet from him saying, "Thanks for a million followers. Here's some screenshots," and the stuff looks really cool. And I think one of the other screenshots looks like he's using a bow and arrow, which a lot of people yeah. seem like, "Oh yeah, that's so cool." And I think I think these kind of games are going to be successful. Stardew mm -hmm. Stardew Valley was a success it continues to be a success there are still people that play that game and there's still content being pushed out and i know that he said hey guys so you know going to be doing some mod support and everything as well and then this latest update there are hundreds of things that are coming to the game and being changed by like one person which is wild so mm -hmm. you know we're concerned i take my hat off to you man i like designing a whole game by yourself and everything just seems like an absolute ball ache I don't know. I will continue to enjoy your games. They are phenomenal. They are fantastic. Um, and I'm looking forward to Haunted Chocolatier. I literally started a, f a new farm just a few days ago. Like the, the update. Really? Yeah, the update thing was released. And I was like, huh, I haven't played this in a while. I'm going to play some Stardew. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, think I've got it on the PS4 as well. It's, it's just one of those games, man. Like you just, you, you come back to it. What makes me really sad is that, okay, so this isn't the sad part. There is a Stardew Valley board game. The sad what? part. The sad part. They don't ship out of the US. <sighs> I'm so sad, man. I'm so sad. Like I really want to play this. <laughs> I... You know what? If there is a board game, I think I need to have a chat to some of my American friends and say, hey, 
just he he has an address ship it through to me you know and see i think that's probably like one of the only ways that you're going to get it yeah i'm going to actually go have a look at what the other board game looks like after the other podcast recording it looks cool um so you know concerned ape your your work continues to make a lot of people happy and uh, no rush I mean, we're probably going to feel like we want to rush you and everything, but no rush. Uh, we're going to be eagerly waiting uh, your next uh, game. And in this week's news that nobody cares about, and I think uh, no one is really going to care about this either, is our great and fearless tech giant, Elon Musk, has begun steps to really make X the quote-unquote go-to app for everything, which now includes streaming. <laughs> This is after he was trying to do some Diablo 4 streaming live on the platform, which was, well, interesting, right, to say the least. Uh, what is cool is that he does play Druid in Diablo 4, so I take my hats off to him. That's that, that's really cool. But rest assured, Twitch or YouTube gaming is probably not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Uh, the first stream, which he was doing on, like, some sort of, like, dummy account or burner account, um, like, there were some tech issues. Um, he ended up you know, they were able to sort out of the, all of those out, and I think the stream was about 20 or so minutes. Um, he then ended up trying to stream on his main account, which has a a lot more followers. We're not going to go into the percentages, but a, a lot more followers, right? But there were some more issues that happened there. Um, some of them client-side, some of them uh, server-side, uh, some of them also making that his voice went up to like 4 hertz or whatever the audio. So it was really PSC and everything. But uh, he has said that these issues that they picked up are easy to fix. Um, but I think we can still have our Twitch logins and stream keys handy for the foreseeable future. Um, I also think extreming might also be a slightly problematic. <laughs> and Sam just rolls can't, her eyes. <laughs> I can't even take Elon Musk seriously at this point anymore. Like, I, I, I just... Who is going to use... Okay, can we just remember, what was it? Um, Was it called Fleets? What were they called? Those like little mini video things that you would post and it would like pop up above your feed or whatever? How long did that last? Like, who who is going to use Twitch as their primary freaking streaming service? No, 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 no. This is such a joke. Sorry, not Twitch, Twitter. This is such a meme, honestly. <laughs> Look... I understand where he's coming from, right? He's really trying to change it into, I think China's uh, WeChat, I think is very similar where it's a, a go-to for like a lot of things. I think I read somewhere that he wants to make X as well, a place where you can go get like food deliveries and things like that as well. So he's really trying to turn it into a, a, a singular place to go to for everything, which I can understand, right? And I'm kind of okay with that. I would also just, you know, instead of having you know, nine different logins to go and watch the series you want, right? You just have one place to go to. So I can understand the convenience things is there. You know what? If if it gets off the ground and if there just happens to be things happen, imagine watching the next CS2 major on X. Imagine that. <laughs> I don't can want to imagine that because that sounds painful. Can you imagine how the the trolls and the comment section would look like. <laughs> okay, I just, so I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna throw this out there. Twitter is a cesspool, and if oh, yeah. I didn't need it for work, I would have deleted it months ago. Right? Fair. I hate opening that app. 
because it's just negativity and misery everywhere you look. And Elon is like, I'm going to make this bigger. No, <laughs> no, because the truth is no one actually wants to use that app. I, I defy anyone to tell me that they use Twitter by choice. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to make it more appealing, but no. Until they okay. tackle the issue of what like a depressing place it is. And I don't know if that's something you can tackle without starting to censor people, which would just, you know, irritate everybody on the planet. Mm. So no, it's, it's, it's no. If you do have uh, those issues, I think my feed has become so like perfect to what I uh, look for in terms of sports and snooker and all these other weird and wonderful games. Like my Twitter feed is a joy to scroll through. Uh, there's a lot of memes and things that I see as well, which is great. So I've got no problem with my Twitter feed. But if you do have some like issues, my suggestion, ladies and gents, is follow the people that you want. And when you open up X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, if you just swipe left. I had to think for a moment which way. There is just the people that you follow. You will only see their feed. And let me tell you, it makes it a much more enjoyable experience. Well... <laughs> As you can hear, Sam does not like it whatsoever. <laughs> well, that I'll be about... honest, I don't like my ex. I, I just don't, you know. Nobody does, I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe this is what Elon's going for. He wants everyone to break up with Twitter, and then it'll be their ex. Oh. Purposely running it into the ground. I, I, I see where you're going, Elon. I don't understand why, but I, you know, I, I'm with you. We, we, we see into your games, Elon, or at least Sam sees. <laughs> <laughs> she sees you, you you're playing chess and everybody's just playing checkers you know <laughs> well that about rounds up about using gaming this week thank you so much for tuning in to episode 23 of your week in gaming you can find us on x at ywig podcast and just about every other social media platforms that's out there and by email yourweekinggamingpodcast at gmail.com I'm Andrew and you can find me on social media at my name is Pengu and I'm Sam, and you can find me at Nari Mizuki. Our next episode will be out next Friday on the 13th of October. Friday the 13th. Ooh. You know, all the spooky things that come along with it. If you're superstitious, at least. Um, it'll be out at 7 a.m. GMT Plus 2 and across all major podcast platforms. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> spooky, scary things.